Well, hey everyone, welcome to Foothills Church Online. My name is Alex. I'm one of the pastors here. I actually have the privilege of getting to lead our middle school and high school students here at FC. And I want to start by saying, I am so grateful and thankful for this opportunity uh, to be able to uh, speak today and also thankful for this opportunity from Pastor Trent and uh, thankful that you guys are here today joining us online uh, January 1st. I cannot believe that it's already the year 2023. Uh, man, you know, you think about the beginning of a new year. It doesn't matter whether you're in the business world or, or what you do for a living. A lot of people begin to talk about this word vision. You know, we want to have a vision for this year. CEOs talk about it. Leaders talk about it. Pastors even may preach about it. This idea that we need to have vision. And I remember three years ago, the year 2020, January rolled around and everybody was talking about having 2020 vision and how this was going to be the year that we saw everything clearly. And then... I don't think anybody saw that coming. The pandemic hits the last three years have been a whirlwind. And I don't know about you, but I am excited for a new year. I'm excited for 2023. And so this isn't a talk about vision, but I do want to start today by reminding us all of what the vision of Foothills Church is. And I love Foothills Church because I believe in the vision. This is the vision of our church to develop mature disciples of Christ in relational environments. And as we, as we look at this, as we really take a, a deep dive into what this means for us in our lives and the life of our church, we notice a few words. We notice first the word develop. And so this word kind of suggests that there's this lack of arrival, right? Like, like we're not finished yet. We still have more to do. We're developing and Philippians chapter 1, verse 6 says, I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. And we read this, and this shows us in Scripture that God began a good work. It's not finished yet. When Jesus returns, it'll be complete. And so in the meantime, we grow. In the meantime, we develop. Another word that, that comes to mind is this word disciple. What is a disciple? Well, as a church, we've defined it. A disciple is someone who is following Jesus, someone who is being changed by Jesus, and someone who is on mission, has a shared mission with Jesus. We know what a disciple is. And then relational environments. What is a relational environment? Well, we believe that we were designed for community. And so we emphasize it here at this church. And we do that through what we call a, a small group. And so, man, what a great thing for you to do in the year 2023. If you're not already in a small group, get in a small group, be a part of a small group, because, man, we believe that's where growth happens. It's the most important thing that we do here. We believe in relational environments. But there's one piece of our vision statement that I think we know less about. And this, it's this idea of maturity, this idea of maturity. What does it actually look like to become, to be, to live as a mature disciple? What, what does that look like? And so that's what I want to spend a little bit of time today speaking with you about, okay? And I think it's interesting and really important that we speak about it, especially in January, because so many of our goals, so many of our resolutions, so many of the things that we set out to do in any given year are actually centered around this idea of maturity. Think about it. 
If you want to set goals for the gym, what you're saying is, I want to mature physically in the gym. I want my muscles to grow. I want my endurance to grow. I want to mature. If it's in your, your work or if, if it's in your business, I want my business to grow. In other words, I want my business to mature. And hopefully you're setting some spiritual goals as well. And what we're doing when we're setting spiritual goals is we're saying, I want to mature to look more like Jesus. I want to be spiritually mature. And those are great goals to have. And I want to talk about this idea of maturity. What does it look like to become a mature disciple of Christ? And listen, uh, I'll be the first to say my wife can tell you that I'm no expert in maturity. And I'm sure right now there's some wives that are elbowing their husbands saying, yeah, that's you. You're not mature. Don't do that. I think we can all learn something about maturity today. And so as we're preparing for this year, As we're thinking about goals and we're setting New Year's resolutions for 2023, I want to present something to you. I want to propose something to you. What if this year we understood that maturity sometimes looks childish? And those two words seem to be opposite, but I don't think that they always are. Sometimes maturity may look childish. And for those of you that may not know this about me, but I'm a relatively new dad. And so I have a son, his name's Judah. He's almost two years old. This is a picture of him. I want you guys to see him. There he is. He, he's very cute. He's looking up at the camera. He's smiling. But if you really want to see a better picture of who Judah is, let's go to the next picture. There it is. Yeah. Uh, this is, I don't know how he got in uh, the dryer. Uh, don't like call the police on me. We're not like, we're not neglecting. Him. He's, just, he's just a curious kid. He just gets into stuff. He's like a boy's boy. He's a little ball of energy and he's so much fun. And, and I'll say this, I, I've learned a lot as, as a new father, but if there's one thing that I've learned about being a parent, it's this, that I have a lot to learn. <laughs> If there's one thing I've learned, it's that I have a lot to learn. I have a lot to learn about being a father. I have a lot to learn about my kid. And I actually believe that if I was honest, I have a lot to learn from my kid. And, and I think in a very real way, we all do. In fact, I believe that we can all learn big lessons from little kids. It doesn't matter if you have children, you were a child, you know what children are like. And so I believe this message is for all of us. We can all learn big lessons from little kids. And I would say that Jesus actually believes this as well. And he takes a moment in scripture in Matthew chapter 18. It's where we'll be today. He takes a moment in scripture sitting around with his disciples and uses a child to teach his disciples, his followers, the, one that knew, the ones that knew him the most to teach them a lesson about maturity. And so if you have your Bibles, open up with me to Matthew chapter 18. We're going to start in verse one. It says, at that time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, who then is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Now, let me, let me just pause right here for a second and give you guys a little bit of a context, a little bit of what's going on in, in the life of the disciples and Jesus. So Jesus is actually nearing the end of his life and ministry. He's about to be crucified, and he has actually just told his disciples for the first time. He predicts his death and tells them, I am going to die. And then six days after that, he takes Peter, James, and John, three of the disciples, up on a mountain, and he transfigures. He shows them his glory. He reveals to them his godness. 
They come down from the mountain and with all the disciples, he predicts his death again. And all of these events spark conversations where the disciples are asking questions like, who is going to be the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And listen, I'm going to be honest. And I think if you were honest, you would agree. We all want to be great. I want to be great. I want you to be great. I want this to be the greatest year ever for you. I believe the best is yet to come. I want you to accomplish so many things. But I think when we're asking questions like who's going to be the greatest in the kingdom of heaven, we need to pause and notice Jesus's response and how he responds to his disciples. I think it should catch our attention. So keep reading in verse two. It says, he called a little child to him and placed the child among them. And he said, Truly, I tell you, unless you change, let me pause there for just a second, unless you change, if you want to grow, if you want to mature this year, if you want to accomplish your goals, it's probably going to require you to change. It's probably going to require you to adapt. As a leader, as a parent, as a follower of Jesus, we need to change our direction. And the next part is what I think should catch our eye. Unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. He uses a child as as a bit of an object illustration to, to teach his disciples that they need to change something about them, something about their faith to look more like a child. And he says, if you want to understand the kingdom, and he goes as far as to say, if you want to enter the kingdom, what you need to do is become like a child. And I believe in this moment, what he was teaching his disciples and what he's teaching you and I today is this childlike faith leads to a Christ-like future. Childlike faith leads to a Christ-like future. If you want to look like Jesus in 2023, you may need to have your faith look more like a child's. If you really want to embrace the kingdom, if you want to live a life as God designed it, the way it was meant to be, if you want to embrace the kingdom as Jesus teaches it, maybe you need to embrace your inner child. Sometimes maturity may look childish. It's not my words. This is what Jesus says. And so today what I want to do is I want to look at three big lessons that we learn from little kids. Three big lessons we learn from little kids. Lesson number one is this. Children are not in a hurry. Some of you may relate to this, but I'm a very efficient person. I want to go from point A to point B in the most efficient way possible. I I want to act efficiently. I want to live efficiently. And let me tell you, ever since I had a kid, that has just not been a reality of my life. It is very difficult to go anywhere at a efficient pace. Kids just move at such a slow pace. Judah gets so easily distracted. He gets distracted by every little thing. Sometimes it's cute and sometimes it's really frustrating. And sometimes he's not distracted. He's just being straight up disobedient. He gets this look in his eye. I tell him, Judah, come here. Judah, don't touch that. Judah, don't go over there. And he's get this look in his eye and I know he's about to disobey me. I know he is. And then he does it. I'm like, oh, I just told you not to do that. Uh, But most of the time when Judah slows us down, when, when he slows our pace, It's not because he's distracted. It's not because he's disobedient. It's because he is just amazed at the world around him. 
We took him on a hike a few weeks ago and he wanted to walk on the trail. He can walk and so he doesn't want to be carried anymore. And he's seeing all these fall colors for the first time. We live in such a beautiful part of the country. He's seeing all these fall colors for the first time and he's going, wow, wow. And we're like moving at a snail's pace because he's so amazed at God's creation. And I think as adults, We've lost that in a lot of ways. We've lost our ability to be present. We've lost this amazement at what God is doing all around us. And I think I've narrowed in on why that is. I think it's because we are in a hurry. I think it's because we are too busy, right? Our minds are too busy. Our schedules are too busy. We have too many things going on. Think, think about this. This is true for you. I know it is. You've probably heard this conversation happen in your life very recently. Maybe it was, you were involved in it. Somebody asked this question, how are you? How are you doing? Simple question. And then our response, people respond many times with this, good, I'm busy, but I'm good. It's literally how we respond to the question, how are you doing? And it's because we live lives that are characterized by hurriedness. But when you look at the life of Jesus, you know, the one that we're supposed to model our life after. When we look at the life of Jesus, we see that the dude was busy. He was, you know, saving the sins of the entire world, doing miracles, healing people. He was busy, but he was not hurried. He took time for people. He embraced interruption. It didn't frustrate him. He slowed his pace enough to be present with people. Imagine, imagine if he didn't. Imagine if Jesus lived a hurried life. Imagine if he was too hurried, he might've missed Zacchaeus up in a tree calling out to him. He might've, he might've walked right past the woman who, who pushed through the crowds just so she could grab onto the hem of his garment and he could heal her from her disease. He might've overlooked the thief on the cross in the last hour of his life calling out to Jesus saying, help me, save me, I believe in you. Jesus did not live a hurried life and yet so many of us do. So many of us live hurried lives that are characterized by the busyness of the things going on around us. We're not successful if we're not busy. And that is not how we were designed to live. And we think that we're simply missing out on some memories, but we're missing out on these moments with God. These moments that God is organizing and ordaining in our lives to change our hearts, to change our perspective, and sometimes to change our situation. And so the application for us is in 2023, when you're moving too fast, slow down, take a breath, take a pause, take a nap. A nap may be a spiritual discipline that some of you need to include in your life. Take a Sabbath, whatever you need to do to eliminate hurry from your life, do it, do it. The second big lesson that we learn from little kids about the kingdom of God is this, that children, they fall a lot. You parents know that this is true. If, if you know this is true, parents put a yes, thumbs up in the chat. My kid falls all the time, but they get back up again. Listen, I, I will never ever understand why God created kids 
with such soft skulls when they are literally skull level with every table ever constructed. They bump into stuff. They hurt themselves. They put themselves in these dangerous situations. And I'm like, man, God, I, I got questions, dude. Like, this is crazy. But uh, Jordan Peterson, he's a psychologist. And I love this quote that he has on this exact situation about kids. He says, if you're going to make your kids tough, which they better be if they're going to survive in this world, we know that's true, then you cannot interfere when they're doing dangerous things carefully. I love the, the end of that, doing dangerous things carefully. My problem is my kid likes to do careful things dangerously. He likes to take the most normal everyday things that we're doing and turn them into like these daredevil stunts. And he's not even two, like it's, it's amazing. And so the kid falls a lot, he does, but he gets back up. And I think that's because failure doesn't deter children quite like it does adults. You see, when, when adults fall, we quit doing whatever it was that led to us falling because it hurts. When we fail, we, we stop taking risks because we don't want to fail anymore. Children are not like that. The, failure doesn't deter children like it does us. Adults oftentimes use failure as an excuse to quit. And, and to make this a little bit spiritual for us, adults use sin as an excuse to keep sinning. Well, in 2023, uh, I'll cut that sin out of my life. We got two more. You're, you're okay with, 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 you know, with setting that time aside. You're okay with, with sinning for, for that amount of time. You're going to wait till the next year, really? Uh, like we oftentimes use sin as an excuse to keep on sinning. But God says, man, when you, when you fall, take notes from these little kids, get back up. When you fail, don't quit. When you, when you sin, repent. Like, like, here's the deal. Here's what we need to understand. We serve a God who is our father and we have a father in heaven who is not disappointed in our failures. Instead, he delights in our effort. So take that risk. Take that leap of faith. Say yes to that opportunity. Go be bold somewhere. Because let me tell you, we are going to fail. It's going to happen. But in 2023, here's what we're going to say. In 2023, when we fail, when you fall down, get back up and keep going. Get back up and keep going. Don't let that be an excuse to quit. Don't let that sin be an excuse to keep sinning. Get up, repent, move forward. And finally, the number, the third lesson, the big lesson that we can learn from little kids is this. Children take you at your word. Children take you at your word. I'm, I'm in such a fun stage with Judah. I can tell him anything right now and he believes me. I can, I can look at him and, 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 and show him this iPad and say, Judah, this is a pillow. And he'll say, he'll point at it and he'll say, Piddo? 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 And now he thinks this is a pillow. I have a, a, a tremendous amount of power in that way over my kid. I don't, I don't use it for evil. I try to use it for good, but he just believes me. And that's what kids do, right? They just believe. Even when it doesn't make sense to them, even when they don't fully understand, they believe. He believes me simply because I am his father. And isn't that what faith looks like? Faith, simply put, is just believing that the words of God are true in your life. Believing that the words of God 
are true. And so what if this year we decided to believe Jesus, to believe that the Father cares about us, to take him at his word? What if when God says that he loves you, what if instead of coming up with every reason, believing every excuse that the enemy is feeding you for why he shouldn't love you, what if we just believe that he did love you? What if we just believe that God does love us even when we don't feel like he does? What if when God tells you to take that next step that isn't logical to you, what if you just did it anyway? You took a leap of faith. What if, what if when God doesn't do the thing that you think would be best in your life, what if you actually chose to believe that maybe, maybe God's ways are different than your ways? Maybe his thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Maybe he has a more divine perspective than you do. What if we believe that? What if in 2023, we decided to trust our father? What if you decided to do that this year? To say, I'm gonna trust you. I'm gonna trust my heavenly father this year. Even when it doesn't make sense to me, even when it doesn't seem logical, even when I think that there's a better way, I'm gonna trust that his ways are better, that I'm gonna take him at his word. I'm gonna believe his promises. Man, how would this year look different than last year if you chose to do that? How would your life look different if you chose to do that, to take God at his word and believe his promises? Here's what I believe would happen. I believe that if we embrace this, we would see childlike faith lead to a Christ-like future. I believe that in 2023, we would look more like Jesus than we did in 2022. I believe that this would be a year that we began to walk in maturity as followers of Jesus, that we would grow and we would develop into the mature believers that he is calling us to. And he would reveal more and more of his purpose that we can walk in. And we would actually have the passion to, to follow the obedience that he's calling us to this year. I believe that a, a childlike faith would lead to a Christ-like future for us. So this year, if that's what you want, if you're ready to embrace this, if you wanna walk in maturity this year, you gotta slow down. When your pace is moving too quickly and you're missing out on moments with God, slow down. And when you fail, you gotta get back up. You gotta get back up. You gotta keep going. You gotta keep repenting. You gotta keep finding accountability. You gotta keep moving forward because that is what God is calling you to do. And lastly, you gotta trust your father. Trust him with everything that you have. Believe his promises are true. Take him at his word. And I promise you, you'll see him do some incredible things this year. And so, what I wanna do is I wanna take some of God's word. I wanna speak it over your, you and your family. I wanna speak it over our church. I wanna read Psalm 37 to you. Psalm 37 says this, the steps of a man are established by the Lord when he delights in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be cast headlong for the Lord upholds his hand. I've been young and now I am old and yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken or his children begging for bread. He is ever lending generously and so that his children may become a blessing. Foothills Church, let's be a blessing to some people in the year 2023. We're so excited for what God's gonna do. We believe the best is yet to come. Let me pray for you and we'll dismiss today. Father. God, we are 
so grateful that you are a God who, who appeared to us like a child. Lord, we just celebrated that season in Christmas. You appeared to us like a child and God, you let us enter the world as a child so that we could grow and that we could mature. And Lord, I pray that we would learn some lessons from little kids, that we would not be hurried, that we would slow our pace. Father, that we would trust in you this year. Father, that when we fall, we wouldn't quit. When we sin, we wouldn't use it as an excuse to keep sinning, God, that we would repent and we would turn to you over and over and over again. I pray a blessing over this year for the people that are hearing my voice right now. I pray that your favor be on their life, on their family, and God, that we would accomplish more for your kingdom this year than we ever have. We would see you work in ways that we've been praying for for years. And 2023 would be the year that we saw you do something special in our lives and in our church. And we believe these things and trust that you're gonna do them. In the name of Jesus, we pray, amen. Thank you so much for watching this video. We'd love for you to like the video and leave a comment. And we also encourage you to subscribe and click the bell so you never miss a post from Foothills Church. To learn more about FC, just head to our website by going to foothillschurch.com or by clicking the link in the description below.